Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week, my very special guest is Tiffany Rose Goodyear. Tiffany, how the hell are you? Renee Dallow, I'm so <laughs> great. It's so nice to chat with you. Same. Well, where where in the States are you right now at this moment? Because I know you're always traveling like I am. I'm currently in my mostly hometown of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> but you were in New York like a hot minute ago. And then after that, you were in L.A. You were everywhere. I like to be everywhere all the time. <laughs> I'm back to New York next week. I oh, like I to love pretend it. I'm from New York, unlike you, who's actually from New York. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get to go as often as you do, so I'm jealous about that. <laughs> I hear that. Um, Tiffany, you are here today to talk about scent and using scent and events. And you know, you and I know each other off, you know, offline here, and I've been able to experience your scenting an event. But and I really think and the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because I think this is an opportunity that a lot of wedding pros are not embracing is this adding scent to events. So how did you get involved in scenting events? I agree with you, first of all, that not enough people are thinking about what their event smells like. I think that it is my life's work. In fact, I know it's my life's work to at least get it on the event checklist. And how this came about is I've been in the event industry for about 10 years now. My background is in advertising and marketing. I'll start there. Most advertising and marketing, especially in the digital age, is audio visual. We are super connected through our phones, through our emails, our laptops, our uh, TV watching. And it's all audiovisual. That is how I would say most communication happens. Yeah. In, in the event world, we create experiences that are tactile. And I think that experience creators then add touch and often taste to their events. But the one thing we're not thinking about is what, again, what does your event smell like? I got into this because I started a dessert catering company in graduate school. And it was never really about the dessert or the cupcake. It was always about the end experience. Our tagline is, we don't sell cupcakes, we sell an experience. I still own the company. It's in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> it's called Yours Truly Cupcake. You know, just putting that out there. Of course. So <laughs> we would create really interactive, immersive dessert experiences. And I really got to see how you can communicate through touch taste and smell. I mean, you tell us and your listeners, what is your favorite scent memory? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I don't know if anyone who listens to the show knows that I am like a bit of a perfume collector. Actually, I don't want to say collector. I don't really collect anything because I don't like a lot of things all around, but I do love scent. And so I go in like, um, like I have a lot of scent memories of like scents that I've worn throughout the years. So like, even when I was like a preteen, I was into scent, like loves baby soft, like that's eighth grade. 100%. I love it. For me, it was Sunflower Elizabeth Arden. Oh my God. Yes. And then I was, then I was Tommy Girl. Tommy yes. Girl was my thing. Then Clinique Happy. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I got married and I was wearing Victor and Rolf Flower Bomb. 
that. And I still have a little roller. I always will will get like a roller ball, like a travel refill, because I just feel like I always need to have that scent like on me. Um, lately, I've been into replica. I'm really into Maison Margiela replica. I've been wearing Jazz Club a lot. Pretty much, if you meet me in real life and you hug me, you're gonna smell a scent. Like I wear fragrance like every day, even if I'm just around the house. But um, my favorite, like overall, like if you're like, hey Renee, pick a scent. It's gonna be lavender. Why? Because it's so like relaxing, comforting to me. It doesn't, or beach smells, <laughs> or yeah. beach, beach or lavender, both feel very like relaxing smells to me. And the only smell that I don't like is lemon. Curious, so right? You don't use pine salt. Oh God, I hate the pine smell of pine salt. No, I hate it. But but I will say like the smell of a fresh cut lemon, like if I'm cooking, great. But like that that sort of um, artificial like like you know that lemon smell that just smells like cheap. 99 okay. cent store cleaner. Yeah, I can't have yes. that. I can't do that. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted Wait, for everyone. Yes. On the cleaner note, how do you feel about Fabuloso? Uh, I've <laughs> I've gotten used to it, but I don't love it. Fair enough. Yeah. For me, something is not clean if it doesn't smell like Fabuloso. <laughs> you know what? I've a lot of my friends have said that to me. I mean, this is like we're getting too too niche now, but like I my cleaning person Alma uses Fabuloso, and so the house reeks of it when she leaves and i open up all the windows and doors <laughs> i air it out but i'm sure to many people that smells like clean yeah well and alma wants to leave that impression on you because she did she does so she we does. do we do digress but i think this conversation is important because to note there are other places in our lives where we care about scent mm -hmm. personal products is a huge one and cleaning products is the other one so yeah, yeah. thinking about those in light of again creating an event experience is that like we think about scent in other places why don't we think about scent and it's interesting yeah. that you bring up lavender as well because a lot of people ask about my relationship with aromatherapy yes and what Scentex does for the listening audience is we are an event service company that creates atmospheric aroma for the event industry we're a service company we have staff on site controlling the aroma throughout the event as the room changes as the guests move through from the reception into if it's a cocktail hour or drinks after or the after party we curate the fragrance like the way a dj curates the music throughout an entire event yeah i love that so aromatherapy is a thing out there in the universe that is based on essential oil and there is research on it and there's not a whole lot of scent research out there with regard to people's like sensitivities and reactions most of it is self-reporting but one thing that has a lot of science behind it is that lavender is in fact calming i love it i was right <laughs> and i know you love the science I do love the science. I love the science. I, you know what the thing is about, it so, makes so much sense to me that, that scent is like the next frontier of like really like amazing event design. And here's why Disneyland, right? Disneyland and Disney world. If you pay attention, when you are visiting those parks, you walk through many different scent worlds that they create for us. And I know this because when I first moved to LA a million years ago, I filmed a commercial for Disney. Disneyland and I got to go behind Main Street and they pipe fake cookie smell onto Main Street next to the bakery because they You're want right. you to buy cookies. 
Disney does it best. And and they've done it for years. And it's years. always curious how, I mean, when I talk about my work, people ask about aromatherapy and they talk about Disney, which is great because it gives context. Or they talk about hotel lobbies as well, which is an awesome, yes. I would say semi, you know, relatively new in the marketing industry. It's only been around for about a decade, um, maybe a little longer. And that's scent branding and marketing. And just to to note here, like, again, that's not the work that we do. Um, sure. Very much that's like a logo as opposed to an event experience that the scent is curated based on all the other event elements, the food, the timeline, the music, the lighting, the decor, the overall feel and mood that you want your guests to experience is another way to think about what and how you scent an event. I love this. I also think that our clients aren't really trained to ask us about how this event will smell, right? Like Instagram and Pinterest and now TikTok has really changed, uh, trained them to know, to ask about lighting and linen and stationery and of course fashion. But it's up to us as the wedding pros to say, hey, have you thought about scent? I I already know. I mean, there's so many of our clients who spend so much time thinking about their personal scent for the wedding day that if you said, hey, if we're doing this, you know, springtime wedding for you that's full of tulips and getting them to also commit to and design a scent environment for their event is a really small step to take, I think. I think first and foremost, it is about educating. And thank you again for having me on your podcast and in front of your audience, because it's not something that we're, we're taught to think about in the event industry. Yeah. It's something that we're not taught to think about at all, really. Mm. And again, it's, Yes, the goal would be to create a curated custom fragrance for your event. I would say that is at the height of the luxury scent experience. But to just as planners and vendors be able to walk into a room and assess it with also our nose is also just an important thing to do. There's a lot of venues in the South that have a very musty smell because yes. of the way that water is retained in every surface. New builds have a sort of off-gassing of sometimes carpet, sometimes paint, and sometimes those things linger throughout your event and they really can can affect the mood in a negative way. So again, just the consideration I think is the, is the first step. Yeah. And then yes, secondarily is thinking about, it's another tool in your toolkit to create that immersive experience. And all we talk about immersive experiences as event industry folk. I hear all the time, oh, we think about the touch, taste, and smell. And I'm like, food does not equate smell. No. Food requires smell and your taste buds require smell. But I have yet to meet a chef that says, oh, we're cooking this for the aroma of the room. Right. It's like, oh, we're eating this and there's a, an aroma sometimes as a result. And I think that that is an important consideration to take into when you are thinking about scenting your event because those can be contradictory experiences. You want to make sure that if you're pairing um, an atmospheric aroma with a dish that they, they speak the same language to each other. It's yes. almost like a wine pairing. Yeah, that's a great analogy. I mean, listen, I'll say as someone who's been to an event that you scented, um, I was very lucky and fortunate and grateful to be the speaker at last year's Emerge Event Collective Gala in Denver. And that was a holiday themed event and and it was scented like pine. And I remember taking I remember taking several deep breaths being like, oh my God, it smells like Christmas. <laughs> and it was just such a lovely 
I don't know. It just made the event feel complete. I love to hear that. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that part of it is that like, People often ask, like, is everybody going to notice it? Not necessarily, but does everybody notice the uplighting? No, it no. creates mood <laughs> in the space. Yeah, yeah. And and just to go back to the, the aroma of, you know, food for a sec, it's like, you're right. The aromas of food is residual, but also it's not often, well, not, not, it's not always pleasant, right? I don't eat red meat. So when I smell a lot of heavy meat being cooked, it doesn't smell delicious to me. It smells that's like good. meats being cooked, right? And that's my preference. But if if we were doing that in an event that was also scented appropriately, like then then the primary smell would not be meat. It would be whatever the client decided, you know? We've gotten asked a couple of times um, to scent around a raw bar because they want to serve fish, but they don't want it to smell like fish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 100%. Oh my gosh. So what's the process? If someone listening is like, yes, I'm a planner. I want to pitch sent to my client. Like it, how custom is it? Do they have, you have to come to a site visit? Like what's the plan? What's the, what's the full journey here? So first of all, the more custom you want it, the more time we need. We can recreate some of your favorite scents. That takes a months in advance to do that. We, which, and we don't necessarily recommend it either because something you think smells great on a body is not necessarily going to smell great in a room, right. but it is possible. So the beginning of our journey together is really to do a discovery call with the client or with the planner and have an idea of what the overall event is going to look like. There's the icing on the cake and then there's the sprinkles on top of the icing. And that's how we see our role is that you have to bake the cake. You got to frost the cupcake. You have to have a complete vision in mind. and inform us about it and then we can curate samples of fragrances for those touch points at your event sometimes we'll scent a whole ballroom sometimes we'll scent pieces of it like an entrance or a certain lounge setting we'll scent just to, again depending on all of the factors of the space yeah. we can scent outdoors although that does make it more difficult but i always recommend to planners when they think about dipping their toe into fragrance is to create your own custom fragrance using a reed diffuser or a candle and put it in the bathrooms at your events it's a small enough space that you have control over where where you can get the feeling of what scent can do when it's strategic I agree. I also like having scent at the entrance, if that's all you can get your client to commit to or all, you know, it's it's the easiest um, way to really pack a punch to have someone be greeted to a new space with a scent. And listen, they might just equate that scent with the venue, not necessarily the event, but like it's a step. It's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. And I think that is such a key point because what we do when we create events essentially we're sending people into a different world yes. and we want them to leave behind their everyday day-to-day -day doldrums and we want to invite them to experience something they never have before and that scent can really clench the transition from where you were to where you're going to be yeah what do you say for people listening who are interested, but also think like, oh, I don't know if I could ever pitch that to a client. So many people have allergies these days. So we take scent sensitivity into huge consideration when we do our work. Allergies specifically require a protein and have a histamine reaction in the body. Unless you're drinking 
or rubbing on our oils, which we don't recommend, you're not necessarily having an allergic reaction. We do believe, however, you can have a reaction to the work that we do, and that is why we staff it so that it is not overwhelming. If you stand in front of a commercial diffuser for a certain period of time and breathe deep breaths of our fragrance, you're going to feel a certain way. But this isn't necessarily because of your particular body. It's like the same as standing in front of a speaker that's too loud. Sure, you're going to get a headache. There's such thing as too much stimulation. Yeah. So part of it is making sure that the placement and that the volume of fragrance is perfect for that that experience and that nobody is standing over our equipment or standing under it. Right. As mentioned, a lot of scent studies are self-reporting. So the science on this is actually very vague. If you believe you're going to have a headache if you smell pine salt, <laughs> our brains are so powerful and you will probably have that headache. Is it the pine salt or is it the thought of that? Here's the question. It's an excellent question. Do I hate the smell of pine salt or do I just remember it from my childhood? <laughs> Both, because Both. that's why scent is so important. It is linked to your limbic brain, which bypasses your rational mind, bypasses language, which is why we have a real hard time talking about scent, but it's located in the same area as emotions and memory. And that is why you can be doing the most mundane activity, but if you get a whiff of something that smells like your grandma or mm -hmm. an aunt and you are taken back to a moment in time, it is magical and powerful, and that is why we think it's also important to scent special occasions in your life so that you can intentionally go back to those moments just by smelling it. 100%. My grandmother smelled like Jean Nate. <laughs> Remember that? I don't even think no, they still I make it. No, I don't know that. Jean Nate, it must, it might have been an East Coast like drugstore perfume, basically, or like oh, body splash or whatever. It was like, it was very popular in the 80s. Anyway, but you said grandmother and I was like, yep, Gina Tay. Like, boom, that's what, you that's do. what my And my grandmother's called. Estee Lauder Beautiful. There, there you go. go. There you go. In fact, one of my friends gifted me a Chanel number no. five many years ago and unfortunately broke when I, when I moved. And she said, I thought about you when I, when I bought you this, because I know this is like a classic fragrance that, you know, that you should have in your collection. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I, of course I'd smelt it before, but I like took a whiff of it and I was like, oh, who does that remind me of? And it was like a teacher that I didn't like. Like it, it took me weeks to just be like, why don't I like this smell? Because I associated it on the, on the negative side with a person that I didn't care for. So it really does, um, your your brain and your body remembers way more than than we ever consciously realize. Absolutely. And again, that's why it's a strategic tool you can use. One of the things we do is we always gift our couple a fragrance diffuser for their home, a reed diffuser, so they can take it out of whatever they sent at their wedding. And then we offer it as a favor as well. So again, it's another way in addition to your video, your photos, all of these ways that we try to create keepsakes of the most important moments of our lives. We do it through scent. I also have a Chanel number five story if we have time. Oh yeah, tell me. Okay, having never been gifted Chanel number five, whoever gifted that to you, it was the in the highest esteem because Chanel number five is the most expensive man-made product on the planet. We're really? Talking, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Like per gallon, which nobody would buy per gallon. But, <laughs> and I'm not sure. I think they had to change the formula over the years because in the scent industry, a lot has changed with regard to harvesting and the environment and everybody 
understand sustainability in a way that they didn't, you know, 60 years ago. Sure. But it remains the most expensive man-made product, man-made liquid, sorry, liquid is the key oh word there gosh. on the planet. Well, now I feel badly that it broke in a move. It like someone like knocked it off a shelf when we were packing and I was just like, oh, okay. And I actually thought this is like back in the day when I was just, a, you know, in my twenties and I was like, oh, well, I'm never gonna, probably gonna replace that. <laughs> like that was it that was my chanel number five story oh that's really funny tell me about i know you and i've talked offline about how you think including scent in events um really truly does make it as inclusive as possible could you elaborate on that yeah so the idea of inclusive inclusivity is to speak to all bodies of all types of all shapes of all abilities of all disabilities if we still use that word and of all ages and all physicalities to me, that is the definition of inclusivity. And what scent can do is it can speak to an audience who may or may not have the same level of hearing or the level mm -hmm. of seeing that some of the audience does in an event situation. So adding scent speaks to all bodies. Also, scent changes over the years. People that are geriatric tend to lose their sense of smell. In fact, they tend to lose them. I mean, as we all age, despite all of the age prevention that we do, our bodies and our senses erode over time. So thinking about an older audience and incorporating scent, again, it's more stimulating on the brain as long as it tells the same story and can really enliven a guest experience. I think about this with, with regard to touch event as well, like thinking about like what the floors are made of and a, People are using canes, yes. people are using walkers or wheelchairs, yeah. like really thinking about sensory experiences in terms of the whole body is how we ought to be thinking about immersive event experiences. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that's missed, but also it's an scent can also weave into that. No, I agree. And I think, you know, people that are differently abled, we don't, you know, we, we can only know our own experience, right? So you don't know if someone else's receptors are picking up more scent, less scent, more touch, less touch, you know, more stimulation, less stimulation. It just seems to me that scent is like the next wave of event design. Like, that's it. We should all just be using scent whenever we can. Funny you should say that because part of our belief system is it is the final frontier of event planning. We've thought of everything. And in fact, that's almost how I started thinking about scent is because I've had aerialists bend over backwards and pour me a glass <laughs> of champagne. I've yes. walked on dance floors that like make me feel like I'm in some waterfall. We yeah. have tasted food and had music experiences with celebrities at these events that like, are second to none, but we're not thinking about the way the event smells. And to me, that is the last piece of immersive environments. The other thing that's great about thinking about incorporating scent is if it's not at a super opulent decked out multi-million dollar event, scent can also be used in very plain environments and as a way to create and change mood in a very sustainable fashion. Our machines don't take up a lot of energy. We source all of our products in a very sustainable way. Some of them are, are natural, some of them are synthetic. But again, we follow IFRA rules that are in place to manage fragrance. And it's a way to, again, change the environment with very low impact because you're not throwing anything away at the end of the event. That's a really great point. I was actually just thinking too, like we, we've been talking a lot about like weddings and social, but how fun would it be to be at a conference 
which is like even a pretty like you know corporate conference and then have them pipe in just like a coffee smell like wouldn't you just like perk up a bit and be like oh Oh, okay. Or I don't know what other smell is energizing. Some sort of like pay attention, get energized smell would be great at a conference. So to do that, often top notes. So all fragrances are made essentially the same way you make music. There are top notes, there are middle notes, and there are base notes. In fragrance, it has to do with the size of the molecule, but we're all familiar with some top notes. Top notes are citrus or top notes. Mint is top is a top note. Everything that has that little sparkle and is a little heady when you first smell it is a top note. A base note is the largest molecule. So a base note that are most familiar to us would be leather, tobacco, both chocolate and vanilla are also base notes. And base notes, again, they move more slowly. They're the last thing you smell when you smell perfume on your skin. The high, the top notes dissipate, then the heart or middle notes are the part of the fragrance that we most remember a lot of florals are heart notes. So back to your question about like what's exciting, top notes are exciting. Mm. And it makes sense because of the way that like energetically on a molecular level, they're the fastest moving. They hit our nose the quickest and they leave the quickest. And for whatever reason, that is more stimulating. Interesting. It's so funny. The two, the two scents that you mentioned, like, like citrus and mint, I'm like, I don't like either of those scents. Maybe I'm not a top note girl. <laughs> Maybe you're not a top note girl, but there's also something called a, an aldehyde is when top notes are synthetically made to like be giant molecules. Oh. You don't have to put this in there, but you might find it fascinating. I should send you some. I have a champagne aldehyde. So Ooh. you think champagne is really light and bubbly. So it smells really light, but it's a giant molecule. Oh, interesting. I do like the smell of champagne. <laughs> I like that's a top note that I can get behind. Um, <laughs> so, Tiffany, what's next for Centex this year? Well, Centex was based in Denver and is for the foreseeable future, but we are launching an office in New York, which is really exciting. We have done events all over the country. Dallas is a great market for us, LA, Vegas. And in the future, we plan to democratize this whole concept and be more scalable so that everybody can have professionally diffused event spaces. Mm -hmm. So exciting. Where can people find you out in the world on the internet? We would love for you to find us on Instagram at scenting underscore events. Our website is www.scent-ex.com. Dot com, my dating profile. Just kidding. You can't count that. <laughs> and Tiffany, before we go, what is one thing you want? Well, I have two things to ask you. One, what is one thing you want people to remember from this episode about adding scent to their events? If they could take away one thing, what's your wish for people? If I had to narrow down one thing I would love people to take away for this event is to stop and smell the roses, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Take a moment to use this incredible sensory receptor that is the first you received in utero and smell the world, smell the event places you walk into, smell your home, smell your office, smell the bus, smell your car. Take a moment to really smell your surroundings and you'll live a fuller life. Oh, I love that. And this is a question I've been asking all of my guests lately, because, you know, self-care is my, is my, uh, you know, soapbox of the year. What is one thing that you couldn't live without as far as your own self-care as an entrepreneur? Botox. <laughs> That's amazing. 
All right, I'll have to I'll have to give you a call when I'm ready to go down that road. I haven't done it yet. Never I, say never. I it just you know maybe it's the acupuncture of the needles in my forehead that's really relaxing. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what we'll say it is. I love that. Oh my god, that's the most honest answer anyone's ever given me to that question. Here for honesty. <laughs> Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a lovely, fun time. Thank you so much for having me and holding space for this and uh, giving me the opportunity to share the importance of scent with your guests. Anytime. I'm also obsessed with scent for events now. So get ready, LA, because I'm I'm going to be all about the scent for the rest of this year. And to all of my lovely listeners nationwide and overseas, I'm going to thank you for spending your time with Tiffany and I today. I know your time is the one thing you cannot make any more of. And so I am always grateful that you spent it with us. Go smell the world, y'all. And I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 